Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 20th episode of Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host, and today I have a story for you, and originally I had thought it was recorded, uh, an interview with Dawn, uh, one of my former clients, um, and I'll tell you the story of how I met her and how I came to know her and um, her career uh, her career trajectory uh, thus far. She's still very young in her career, but um, I just, uh, did, the mechanism failed, the audio record mechanism failed, so I have to, in lieu of having Dawn's lovely voice speaking to me, I have to recapture our interview and tell you her story. Uh, So you'll just have to bear with me um, being the only one you're listening to. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, uh, so the first thing I asked Dawn, um, because she came to me as a client through her mother, And her mother had been my client, so I had done some assessments for her mom, and she found it very illuminating. And she was in career transition at the time in not-for-profit. And um, she found some very interesting insights from the assessment process with me. Um, And her employer paid for me to, to do that with her. So in that process, we discovered that her daughter would benefit greatly from the assessment. So we had her daughter assessed, and then I got to meet Dawn, uh, lovely Dawn. And uh, so I asked her at the interview, I said, could you bring um, us, the listeners, up to speed with um, the last years uh, at your high school when you were deciding, you know, uh, what college to go to, what curriculum to, to follow? Did you gain any kind of guidance to help you? And she basically said that during the last years of high school, she didn't get a lot of assistance, surprise, surprise, when it came to college majors or honing in on what direction she wanted to go in. Um, She said she knew that students had spoken to their counselors about their grades, extracurricular activities, or home life if they were having problems or if they needed some counsel. But she couldn't honestly recall any conversations taking place about college decisions. Now, again, just a side note, um, here we go again with the same story. And I, I guess everybody probably knows the story and understands that that's the way it is. But that doesn't make it right. Just, you know, just an editorial comment there. Okay. So the next question I asked her basically was, how were you, um, you know, were you, were you left mostly on your own then uh, about how to decide and what to decide? And how did you finally arrive at that decision? And she said she went to a class with her older sister who attended UB, University of Buffalo, just to get a feel for the campus life. And she said that she would start touring schools in the summer prior to her junior year. And with the application process, she got accepted into University of Albany. And she did love the campus. Okay, it's a criteria to make your decision. But, you know, I mean, it is what most of us have to work with, right? So um, forgive my continual um, editorializing. But um, so she liked the uh, campus at University of Albany and she liked the atmosphere there. So she went there as an undecided major before loving psychology. She loved psychology. So she thought, well, maybe I could make a living doing something in psychology. The problem with psychology is 
we all know it's not specific enough unless you're going to go right through to PhD level and teach um, psychology, I guess. Uh, or, you know, going in through another track like special ed or something like that that involves psychology like I did. So she went there as an undecided major before she loved uh, psychology, and, but she couldn't see what she would do within the field. So she knew she loved it. She loved the subject. She loved everything about it. She just couldn't translate in, it into a hard uh, career track. So then I said, you know, what role did your mom have in helping you? Because I happen to know that she did play a role. And many of us are fortunate enough to have parents who have some insight and like, really observing us um, can play back what they see. And that is a lovely thing about parents. And she said that she thought, she, her mom thought that with her certain skill set, which was attention to detail, very organized, a very good people person, she might be good at hospitality. That was a tangible field. And she thought she could pursue hospitality. And so she has a family friend, um, her name is Alethea, and she's the CEO of Leadership Buffalo here. And that Alethea was able to connect her with people in the hotel industry to see if she'd like to pursue that as a career goal. And she met several people for informational interviews, uh, you know, networking interviews. Um, and what was, what, what, what was being described to her sounded exciting and interesting. So she was kind of honing in now on a, you know, a viable path. And then I said, you know, I asked her what, once you entered higher ed, were you aware of either, you know, validating or confirming that choice or were you disconnected from the choice in any way? And she said, well, once I met for that networking interview, the informational interview, she transferred to Niagara University because her interest in the subject did peak in that subject of hospitality. So she felt secure in, in choosing that path. So um, the internships and the informational sessions that led to her first job, um, she said, was she interned at uh, what was called the mansion, what is called the mansion on Delaware Avenue during college uh, while she had breaks. And she worked as a receptionist at MASH Urgent Care, which is, um, you know, a, um, an urgent care facility. And the summer prior to her junior year of college, she was approached by the co-owner of the company, um, MASH Urgent Care, to fill in for a full-timer, full-time employee who was departing for India in three months uh, or for a three-month period. So she was asked to, uh, you know, pinch hit for a three-month period of time. And so at that time, she said, I worked from 7 to 3 p.m., 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. during the week. And every other weekend, it was split between interning and 12-hour shifts at MASH. Hard worker, this girl. Um, still is. <laughs> After graduating, MASH Urgent Care was renting out-of-office space from the Hyatt Regency of Buffalo, which is a hotel, and she then applied for an entry-level position. Like most of us, right out of college with that degree, we can't go right into the higher end, but we can enter as an entry-level, prove ourselves, and move on. The co-owner had written to the owners of the hotel without her knowing about it, and she ended up in the management training program. So that says a lot for her work ethic. Somebody noticed her, said, look, just FYI, this girl is great. So that's another, um, you know, another comment that I have is if you prove yourself, somebody's going to notice 
if you work hard and they're going to be feeling very free to refer you, um, you know, without your asking. So she, she had that, which was wonderful for her and very well-deserved, I'm sure. Um, and so she was at the front, she was a front desk specialist for about five months before she had an opportunity um, that arrived in the events department. She was presented with this opportunity and the director of operations recruited her to transfer. And she worked there for two years before being recruited to the sales department where she stayed for an additional two years. Now, being recruited to the sales department, I'm sure Dawn wasn't completely um, clear on, you know, what that was going to be like, but she thought it's a promotion, it's an upward mobility, it's something new and different. Let me see what happens. Um, and then she said one day she was having a hard time um, leaving certain work on her desk to be, you know, done done down the line or in the future because her her work ethic says if I'm tasked with something, I want to get it done efficiently. And essentially at the time it was placed on my desk to begin with, I want it off my desk. I want it done. So her sales director asked uh, if she was okay one day and he, recognizing that she had a lot on her plate and she continued to do her work as she responded to him. Um, yes, I'm, I'm fine. Typing away with tears in her eyes, <laughs> overwhelmed at the stack of growing papers. Um, and this is an emotionally intelligent boss, I told her, because he recognized that she wasn't okay. And he pulled her into his office and told her that she was one of the hardest workers he had ever came to know. And, but he said, um, reflecting back to her what he is observing, that she was a people pleaser and she needed to take that into account um, what needed to be done at the moment and be okay with what she could get done and at a later date. So prioritize her to-do list and don't be so concerned with getting everything off your plate at once to please everybody simultaneously. She, he told her, he advised her to take time for her and he knew uh, and know what, what she needed to do in order to remain sane with the work that would be coming down the pipeline. Cause this was a constant barrage of activity. Like many of us are, are um, you know, are, experience in our um, work lives. So I said, so then you met me, your mom uh, decided to get you through my assessment process and um, our discussions did clarify uh, your passion, her passion to organize. I saw that right away. We had some discussions about that. Um, and she tells the story. My mom took the assessment and was telling her about it. And she thought it sounded interesting. And so she said, I, I'll pay for you if you want to go through it. And when she got debriefed um, by me, I, she said, I remember you asking me to go through different areas in which I would excel at prior to going over my results. I mentioned event planning or something having to do to deal with organizing. And I started smiling, knowing that the results lined up perfectly with that. The way that she answered uh, the questions, um, I need to have a creative outlet and around people in order to be happy. So her results was indicating that she did not want to be behind a desk working with a computer or things. She wanted to interact with other people 
And she loved this idea of planning and events and organizing, particularly organizing. I actually thought she'd be a great candidate to work for California Closets or something at the time. And I was trying to get her hooked up that way, but it didn't really quite work out that way. But once she started organizing my own home, (laughs) she realized how quickly time passed. What does that mean? When you're having fun, right? So she has, she says, I had no idea that the hobby, this hobby that I had, this so-called hobby was a full-time career. And she said, I mentioned that once, um, you know, she said, you mentioned once that I could, that you could see the wheels turning when you showed me a new project in need of assistance, how other brains don't work like that. And I smiled because I had truly found my passion. So it was through actually, you know, this process of assessment, discovery, validation. Oh my gosh, I love this work. I, 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 she, she did it for me for free the first couple times she came to my home um, because she loved it and she didn't want to charge me because she, the time passed so quickly and she felt, you know, a little indebtedness and it was very sweet and kind of her. But, um, but now uh, to, to get her to work for me, I, I do uh, pay her and so do, do my friends that I referred her to, who all of whom love John, needless to say. So I said, today's job, um, tell us how you're doing, uh, you know, because she's somewhere else now, your longer term aspirations, if, if she can. She said today she's a volunteer coordinator for Roswell Park Alliance Foundation, coordinating and organizing all volunteers for various events such as Ride for Roswell, Empire State Ride, Courage of Carly's program. She's in charge of developing this position from a part-time to a full-time maintaining relationships with both staff and key volunteers. So that speaks to her uh, her need to engage. It's been a challenge to retain certain demographics of, of volunteers, she says, uh, and it's a challenge to retain certain, demo, uh, I'm sorry, and it's, a, it's to work with both individuals and companies, but it's a great experience overall. And she said the organization plays a major role in this position in a different way other than professional organizing, but it still keeps her creative side engaged, alert, interested, um, and she's experiencing a great deal of job satisfaction and happiness. Um, So that is Dawn's story, and I think um, from her story, we can learn a lot about the value of assessment and how important it is to get that sort of clarification so that we go down the proper path and and understand how do we get our needs met? How do we find a track that speaks to us, that says, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing my fit, my proper fit, and my optimal career path? And Dawn will get to something very uh, big and specifically organizing uh, on, at, one, at one point, I know she will. And if it's not to open up her own business, um, and that's not out of the question, I can see that for Don for sure. So I thank you folks for listening today to our 20th episode, uh, where Don tells us her story. And as I said, in closing, I wish you all to live with love in your life, personally and professionally. Take care until next week, guys. Bye-bye.